Lego, man, fan. Uh, it's time to talk Lego. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on Mad About Movies. <laughs> Just one pun and we're Yeah, done. that's it. We're in on a high note, which we've never done on the show before. So Costanza. And we're out. That's it for yep. me. We've never once ended on a positive note. We're just like, <laughs> I just apologize at the end of every episode. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sorry this didn't work out again, but hopefully Very next week. sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, to everyone we've offended, which is apparently everybody, once again, once again, I am very sorry. Yeah, sorry to the Lego uh, people that we're going to offend tonight, uh, Lego Man. sympathizers. Now, um, we should have started that from the very beginning. You know how Kimmel like, apologized to Matt Damon order? We should have just apologized to everyone from episode one on. Just, I'm really genuinely sorry about the terrible quality of this show. We will... We'll try to do better, and then the next week, same same thing once again. I love it. I love I love um, some of the feedback that we get. I'm all for it. I'm all for whatever anyone wants to say to make the show better. I I honestly do. I take take everything into consideration. Uh, so thank Not you, me. thank you to the one star and two stars on iTunes. <laughs> hold a special place in my heart. And the, my favorite are the Gosh. people that are like been listening to this for about 60 episodes now and i just can't <laughs> just can't get into it like i'm pretty understand. sure I, it takes me you know yeah. 20 minutes to know whether i'm going to be into a, a podcast or not not 20 <laughs> years but uh anywho uh we are appreciative of the people that uh that do leave those reviews so remember to do that and uh hopefully this is going to be our first positive experience <laughs> on the show 400 500 episodes in whatever this is um okay 2019 is here officially, and we've got our first full kind of weekend slate of new movies this past weekend. Um, and it might have been a different result had Liam Neeson not gone completely uh, bonkers uh, in an interview. And um, I, I talked about that uh, with Talk Sport last week, because that's all they wanted to talk about over the UK was <laughs> what's going on Liam Neeson and so the whole segment. So my week, <laughs> yeah. The VIPs, if, if the VIP wants to go listen to that, I did post it on that feed uh, for you to listen to. But but yeah, it was a it was a pretty low low week in um, box office wise. But um, Oscars right around the corner, and uh, I, I anticipate that uh, things will only improve from here on out this uh this year so far starting with this weekend and alita battle angel of course um gonna carry us all home for the next two months of course Sp- riding high <laughs> speaking of new releases that are highly anticipated um there's a couple things we need to kind of talk about first of all i meant to bring this up last week when we did our movie draft but uh it slipped my mind what do what are our thoughts on this shaft reboot Slash not reboot <laughs> slash sequel. Like what? Oh boy, do I have a lot. Yeah. Go Arby. The, Arby's excited, man. The 2000 Shaft, the Samuel Jackson one. Uh, Christian Bale. 
great cast. Tony Collette, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, was like my mom's favorite movie ever. So I've seen that movie probably about 600 times, and I love it too. And uh, I'm fired up for for son of son of Shaft or son of nephew of Shaft. I think is how the lineage works out. <laughs> and um, the only bummer is Christian Bale's not back, but I think he died at the end of that one. So yeah, but I'm all in, and I think it's a great idea. And the more Shaft movies, the better, just so we can hear the soundtrack. And they're cool. Like kind of, I don't know. It's a better idea than uh, Death Wish again, which isn't saying a lot, but could be cool. And uh, those are my thoughts. It is kind of. I mean, is Samuel L. Jackson Shaft? Is that why they? It's not like all right, Chadwick Boseman, you're the new Shaft. You know, it's like, a, is there no way to move beyond this without Samuel L.? Was it that iconic? I guess that's what I'm asking. I guess. Yeah, I guess the, (laughs) you know, like I thought that was a, like a, like a, basically what this feels like to me, it's like, what if, let's just bring back Starsky and Hutch starring Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Like, it's like, yeah, Yeah, we did that and it kind of worked to some degree, but like, do we need to keep going? That was a bad, that was a bad, bad movie though. This was. That shaft was pretty good on a, on like a no budget, and I think even the new one only costs like twenty or thirty million. So people like the character, man. It'll be, yeah, it's, but it's Netflix, true. so who knows? Oh, is it? I thought it was theatrical. Yeah, it's theatrical for like a week, and then Netflix. So it's just Netflix cranking out content. All right, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I like Kenya Kenya Barris. He's a very good writer. So that's that's something. Yeah, that's. Tim Story's made. Well, it comes from the director of Taxi, so we should be. Yeah, and Taxi. <laughs> Barbershop's a good movie, though. Sure. Barbershop's Ride Along was liked, but there is going to be a Ride Along 3 for reasons. That's mm. I have more questions about that yeah. than yeah. Shaft. <clears throat> he is the director of the best Fantastic Four movie, so there's that, too. Mm-hmm. So, Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> Uh, both of both of the original uh, Fantastic Fours, the the one from the rest of development. Yeah. We we, <laughs> we don't we don't consider Fan Four Stick part of the canon here in the no. Fantastic Four uh, Facebook fan group that I've started. I if there's know. no Chickless, it doesn't exist to me. That's kind of <laughs> right. Right. Shift. It's like, dude, that that second one is like the most. 2000 mid 2000s cast ever it's like aside from chris evans it's like jessica alba michael chiklis the guy from that plastic surgery show vanessa williams (laughs) yeah 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 busta rhymes um it's so funny with this series too is that the first one in 1971 was called shaft and then in 1973 to 74 they spun it off into a tv show called shaft and then in 2000, they rebooted it, and that was called Shaft. And then they rebooted it again <laughs> in 2019 with the same cast, and that was called Shaft. <laughs> it's hey, like, no. Keep it going, man. Shaft. You know I like a bit. Keep keep the bit going. I like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like Shaft commit, Returns or Shaft Legend no. of the Pimps. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Legend of I'm the all in on this. Love this yeah. character. And... I'm I'm cool with watching Shaft find, but his son apparently in the new one is a cybersecurity uh, expert. 
ah. who went to MIT. So I think okay. we're going to get some really bad computer <laughs> file scenes in this, which I'm excited. You think about. you think Shaft is is good with his smartphone? You think he's good I at think operating? He's not, a but guess what? Richard Roundtree is also in this. It's both. It's both Shaft. Wow. Yeah, man, we're it's all, all three. Yeah. Jesse Usher is the new Shaft. He's Shaft yeah, exactly. Jr. There's three. <laughs> yeah, so there's Shaft. Then his nephew is Samuel Jackson. That was revealed in the at the end of the 2001. And ah. now that one now he has a son. So I'm fired up. It's impressive. The, Method the two, Man's back. Yeah, the 2000 Shaq had Busta Rhymes, but this one has Method Man. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing some early aughts rap into this. H O D man. M A T H O D man. Bam! Here I am. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm only mad that I didn't draft this. You know, I don't even care. Yeah, you got shafted. Just, oh, yeah, oh. Beyonce, Kent's just on fire with the puns. He is, he is rolling. Woo! <laughs> Love it. Crazy. All right, um, all rolling, baby. <laughs> should we talk about the uh, abomination of Will Smith as the genie for the next until we talk? <laughs> Do you guys watch the Grammys? Any Grammy watching? Because that's where I watch right? for. I watch Dolly Parton, and then mm-hmm. I think Lady mm-hmm. Gaga was right after that, and then I turned I turned it off okay. after that. Yeah. That was that's yeah. all I needed to see at that point. But yeah, yeah that was Janelle Monet was great. Brandy Carlisle was great. I just watched. I I kind of fast forwarded well after the fact and picked and chose the. Uh, the stuff I wanted to see and like gave everything else, every other performance, I gave it 30 seconds to win me over. And I was like, okay, no, not for me. I'm on. Here I go. Super not interested in Post Malone and Red Hot Chili Peppers, but someone is. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> somebody, somebody out there. Somebody. Somebody um, no, I didn't, but, uh, but I understand that this trailer dropped during the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oof. I, Oof. I'm sure this is going to make money, but at what expense? <laughs> yeah, look, here, okay. Didn't, wait, I, okay. First of all, didn't they release pictures and he was like yeah. totally normal? Uh-huh, and now yeah. he's big and blue? Yeah. Yeah, and everybody said, why isn't he blue? And they said, well, we just haven't added that yet. And oh, in like, the pictures? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it's CGI stuff, you know. Because, I mean, that, okay, cool. you get that. And now, now we've added it and, um... <laughs> not great look it th- two things in defense of potential of this movie number one i my friend matt was talking to me about it and he he loves he's a big uh he, he loves aladdin loves one of his favorites and he was like everything looks really good in this except for the genie so i think there's something that to that i think that the rest of what we've seen in like the one minute clip and the these little teasers that we've had looks fine and and maybe even looks good so that you know there's that and and the second part is the the render on the cgi stuff that will probably be the last thing that gets done before this movie is completed so what you're i mean even like captain marvel is a great example the first full trailer for captain marvel the action looked really bad and then the second one it looks a lot better because they're getting closer to being done with the CGI and having that stuff all completed and, and ready to go. And so you have to assume that the, you have to assume the CGI on the genie will look at least, I don't know, whatever, 20% better by the time it's all done. Now, <laughs> the flip side of that is, is that enough? Because 
It looks that looks terrible. Will Smith looks terrible. <laughs> Is and, he gonna be rapping, Genie? <laughs> hey, Genie in the house. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That didn't that didn't go over well on the uh, on the internet. That was not a, not not well received. Oh. On, on anything, <laughs> it's made for some. I loved. I, I I'm not kidding, man. I scrolled through Twitter for Boy, 18 yeah. minutes and just was cackling at some of the. Yeah. <laughs> kind of got like buried, tweets. didn't it? What's the guy's name from BuzzFeed, Richard? That that we love, uh, Jesse Jesse uh, McLaren. Yeah, I retweeted on our feed. That he he put <laughs> he took clips or uh, quotes from Arrest Development when. When Tobias is uh, pretend, trying to be in the Blue Man group and put it put the uh, quotes underneath the pictures from this trailer, and it was pretty incredible. And there was a lot of that going around. He he was not uh, unique in that. There was a lot of uh, I'm afraid I just blew myself and such going around. Not good. Not a good look, man. Will we'll, that's so I funny? The way worried about about old Will. The way this trailer is is set up. It's supposed to be like the selling point of the movie. It's like the Han and Chewie moment of Force Awakens, you know? It's like, yeah, they're in on Aladdin, but wait till they see Will Smith. They're going to freaking <laughs> lose their minds, you know? Like, the stinger of the trailer is that. It's not like the... That seems yeah. like their main selling point. So if that's yeah. not going to work, then... Oh, I don't know. Not good. Not There's good. There's not really any star power attached to this. Guy Ritchie's Man. on loose footing if anything right now and um so yeah yeah not i don't know like it, i said the certain audience will be fine with it but uh it's gonna make money it, but. it'll make money but it but i see this as like i don't know to me the trailer aside from will smith looks bad like it, to me this is like it, it's exactly it's the most fan servicey it looks like a fan-made trailer honestly it looks like you go on YouTube and it's one of those fan meticulously recreates Aladdin original trailer in live action and then like got mm. people that looked vaguely like Aladdin to pose and got a lamp and shot it. And that's, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, just so little departure from where you would expect it to be to whereas even something like Cinderella or you would think it would be was something they took it in a different direction. I don't know. I guess there's kind of, a couple different schools of thought here. And this one seems like you can take Liberty with this story too, you know? Um, sure. It doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be, yeah. it's not like it is the Lion King. Well, it's like, well, Simba has to be a talking lion that does X, you know, I feel like mm -hmm. you could mm -hmm. adapt this for current times a little bit better. And again, we're not reviewing the movie. I haven't seen it, but just from the indication, it just, it seems like this will be, the reviews will be, um, you know, this is a perfect example of why Disney doesn't need to be doing these types of movie types of kind of thing. You know, I could just, I don't know. I can taste the backlash already and it hasn't even come out, which is mm -hmm. not, which is not good, especially not, not even aside from the fact that Dumbo is the month before or whatever. And then yeah, Lion, Lion King's King. a month after mm -hmm. and then Toy Story is like a week or two after. And like, it's just yeah. so much to see in that uh, two months, that four week period. So. Yeah, you know, when when they announced the release date on this, I think we all were kind of like, this seems like a bad plan. Like, hold that one for another year because you've got 
like you just said, you got Dumbo, you've got uh, you've got the big one is Lion King, and not to mention Toy Story and Avengers and Captain Marvel. Like this is a very packed. And now you kind of maybe start to think uh, maybe this was strategically done based on this is not as good as we wanted it to be, and we're going to kind of dump it. We're in a spot where a it will dominate the box office for a week or two weeks because it's a Memorial Day release. It's going to get a ton of money, but then it can just go away if it's like forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes everyone will forget about it almost immediately because you're going straight into all of the other Disney properties that are going to dominate, you know, their respective. That is true. Summer, they don't we have expect to... will be good. You know, I feel like Dumbo is going to be better than anyone thinks it will. And Aladdin will be worse than anyone <laughs> thinks it will. It'll be yeah. like the opposite. You're like, wow. I think Aladdin will make more money. I think I Aladdin to... will make more money, but I think Dumbo will be like a surprise. Like Pete's dragon was, you know, it was like, wow, that was actually pretty good. Um, I just think like, to me, that one's way more of like, uh, taking an artistic liberty with the property and like doing something different with it, or at least that's what the indication is from the, uh, Mm -hmm. from the Mm -hmm. trailers, but we'll see. Um, again, this is all speculation. So tough run for, for Will. This is, yeah. Who else was circling that role? There were a couple other actors. I um, don't know. Circling the genie. The, there's been a lot made over the years of about Will Smith's movie choices. And I love Will Smith. He's one of my traditionally one of my very favorite actors and I love blockbusters and I love the stuff that he's done, but like, so So between I'm looking at his filmography between 2008 and 2012, he took a break. He came back with men in black three, which was fine, which is solid uh, in 2012. And then after that, it's been after earth he had uh, what amounts to cameos in Anchorman 2, which was kind of funny in Winter's Tale. Um, Focus in 2015. Concussion in 2015 as well, which he got a Glo- Golden Globe nomination for. That's a success. And then since then, we've had Suicide Squad and Collateral Beauty, which was one of the biggest <laughs> disasters of, of that year, 2016. The Netflix movie with the orcs, Bright. And now... <laughs> His upcoming films, like he he's suddenly become very prolific. He's got Aladdin. He's got this movie called Gemini Man, which is an Ang Lee movie, and I don't know. Apparently, that's been in development for like fourteen years or something. Yeah, (laughs) long long time, long time. He's got that. He's got uh, an animated film um, called Spies in Disguise, and then and then he's got Bad Boys for Life and Suicide Squad two. And Bright Two and oh. Bad Boys Four in the in the lineup. So Bad Boys Three and Four. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Three is slated currently for two thousand or excuse me, twenty twenty, and Bad Boys Four does not have a release date. I'd imagine that's twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, something like that. But look, some of those are going to make money. Aladdin's going to make money. Bad Boys for like people are very excited about that. I don't I don't know why, but people are very excited about that. It's going to make money. Bright was like the biggest movie Netflix had for a while, just in terms of viewership driven and whatnot before like bird box and stuff. So, and suicide squad made a ton of money too. So it's not like he's just crashing and burning on all fronts of this, but that is not quite the slate that you'd be looking for from, from Will Smith. I I feel like, I just feel like these are all, I feel like all those movies are going to end up being somewhat disappointing and we're going to be like, man, what happened? That was, that was rough. Yeah. You know, I remember 
when this was announced that they there was a rumor at some point of bringing back Robin Williams and like using unused takes from the, the original Aladdin, like, you know, apparently he just went in there and Robin Williams for like an hour and a half. And, you know, they only used, you know, 40 minutes or whatever of the, of the stuff. So I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, with what would face more backlash, bring back <laughs> Robin Williams, CGI Robin Williams, or this Will Smith abomination. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a that's I don't know maybe maybe neither of those things I don't know yeah. just we'll we'll see we'll see maybe you just don't do this yeah yeah to me this yeah. is one of their bigger properties too to me this is not like a let's just throw this one out and see what happens I can't believe that they're just throwing this out there uh, to me yeah. this is like a top three Disney property oh um, I agree I agree the, again I'm I'm kind of coming around to the idea that because of the release date, maybe that's more based on let's just get this out and then people will forget about it before we move on to Lion King, which may be the, you know, the biggest movie of all time sort of thing. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll I, see. Look, I'm, I will see. We'll see. I, I th- I'm, I'm of the mind that, that, uh, the not Will Smith stuff looks, looks pretty decent. You're right. There's some fan trailery stuff to it. Like the uh, shot sure. of the, of Aladdin, like rubbing the lamp and then like his look of wonderment as the, <laughs> As the like stuff's coming out yeah. of the lamp, it's just like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh, I could just yeah. taste yeah. this movie. Yeah, Can we'll see. It. We got a couple months to go. Hopefully, it has less singing because honestly, like the there's a couple genie songs in the original, and then what a whole new world, and then that's really it. There's not very many memorable songs in the original Aladdin, Arabian Nights, but that's not that's kind of a theme song more than a mm. musical song. Um, there's a lot less for them to draw off of rather than what they did with Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. It's like, at least you've got those songs, you know? We'll have to Mm. see what they do with this. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about that next Lego movie. Okay. So the next Lego movie has come and gone. And we're here to talk about it, of course. Uh, we did talk about the original one, uh, 2014, I believe that was, Brian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Everything was awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, we here we are, 2019, and uh, Lego Movie 2 just now arriving. Honestly, our Lego Movie 2, the second part, I should say. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, probably waited a little bit too long to put this thing out if I'm being completely honest uh, just off the top um, it seems like the excitement wore off a little bit from the first one the Lego Batman movie and Lego Ninjago movie certainly didn't help this one in terms of mm-hmm. building anticipation uh, just no shortage of Lego related properties for kids to enjoy these days and uh, so for me, this one felt a little bit of a disconnect. Um, it did feel a little bit too long since the first one. Um, I'd forgotten a lot of the main bits in the first one uh, until when I, when I went and saw this. Um, but having said that, it feels like a natural progression from the Lego movie. Uh, it follows a lot of the same template, 
which is to be expected, um, both kind of, I don't know, action-wise and comedically, but also the uh, live-action bits of it as well. And for me, it was... I was way less high on it than the original Lego movie coming out because I thought the first one was so innovative and different. And, um, I was confused on how they shot it. You know, I didn't know if it was live action or stop motion or CG or what was going on there. So I was interested from just the production level aspect of things. And, um, like I said, I thought it was groundbreaking and I thought it was, you know, the start of a, a franchise and a lot of great fun movies to come. This one, is a good continuation of that, but I feel about this one kind of like I feel, I mean, probably less, but I feel similar to how I felt about the Mupp- the Muppets. Uh, what was it called? Most wanted. Muppets most wanted. Like that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's like it's a good comparison. Wow, the Muppet reboot was really fun, better than anyone expected. Breathe new life into the characters, and yeah, the Muppets most wanted was a continuation of that but didn't really, you know, break any new ground and kind of told a lot of the same jokes and doesn't really have a tone. (laughs) I mean, this one was way more ADD than the first Lego movie. I felt like way less focused on what it wanted to do way more felt like more like a family guy episode or something just in terms of the punchlines that were flying at you rather than it did like a, narrative story more like the first one did but um super creative blown away at the uh innovation on how many things they can do with legos and so from that perspective i think it it's still um it will still please the people that enjoyed that from the first one but it does not really it doesn't really take this franchise to anywhere that it has it wasn't already i should say i guess it kind of it mm. it accents and complements the first film just fine, but it doesn't really build on it in any significant way. That's my my kind of general thoughts, but we'll, of course, move on to that. But Brian, I know you've got a kiddo who is probably excited <laughs> to see this. Break us down how that went for you guys. Yeah, man, he was... I was honestly a little surprised at how pumped for this movie he was. I, like, I don't know that he's been as this excited about a movie since, since Black Panther, maybe last year. Um he was just like, he was talking about it for a week or two weeks leading up to it. We went to see it. We had, uh, we had plans on Friday night. We went to the, the Mavs game on Friday night. And so, um, I was like, buddy, I don't think we're going to be able to see it until I work all day Saturday this time of year. And I'm just completely beat by the the time I get home. So I was like, I don't think we're going to be able to see it till Sunday. And he was like, He's a trooper, so he was very. I mean, he was accepting of that, but you could tell he was bummed. So we took him Thursday, like right after school, like the day it came out, to see it, and he he loved it. So I was shocked at how low the box office was on this, and we'll see how the uh, we'll see how the overseas market does. That will that may have a huge impact on it, but but it's I mean literally it's half it's half of what the first movie got and i'm very, i'm surprised by that i'm not sure well, what men want came, like came out the same weekend <laughs> a lot of the, yeah a lot of the same yeah. demographic say, yeah yeah target audience say they really split the market cold there. pursuit too <laughs> yeah <laughs> coop loves movies about uh 
being impaled by a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, so anyway, I was I was surprised. He was he was very excited about it. And um, but yeah, can I think you're I think you're right. Like the the Muppet comparison was is pretty solid. I think this is better than as compared to the first movie than Muppets Most Wanted was. Oh, totally. Um, but it is, it was a little bit of a, of a disappointment. It's not, it's certainly not as good as, as the first one. And there's some innovation from the first one. And I wonder if part of that is just, I don't think we expected anything from that first movie at all. And then to have it be, I don't know if you guys remember, but the word of mouth on that one and the reviews was, was, were so strong coming out and they, I feel like they released it to critics. Like they did the, the opposite of the embargo thing. Like they, they let critics, I think I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like for, I don't know, two or three weeks leading up to the first one coming out, we were hearing like, man, this movie's actually really, really good. And I think that took us all by surprise. So maybe that was part of it. I think this was solid. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a good grade. I, I will be happy to watch this, uh, you know, over and over again when, when it comes out on, on, uh, on demand or disc or whatever. And we will be happy with that. I think it's a little too meta and maybe there's, that's part of the, the disconnect. Like it's such a, that first movie, it's such a cool and surprising moment when uh, when Emmett pops out of the Lego world and winds up in the real world with with Will Ferrell and the kid and all that stuff and the the message therein that is delivered through that is so cool and unexpected and really holds up very well still um holds up it's like four years but you know what i mean like it's it plays well on rewatches and stuff and then this one kind of doubled down on that and and i think maybe missed the mark on delivering that that sort of uh what it was trying to trying to do and maybe that's partly us of just we know the the bit now so it's not as cool uh but maybe maybe that could have been avoided altogether or, or done a little bit tighter, but overall I, I really enjoyed it. My kid enjoyed it. Um, and it's, it's, again, I'll be happy to, to, to see it again, however many times we want to, but it definitely is, is a bit of a downgrade from, from the first film. Yeah. Yeah. I took a hit on this one. It was one in my movie draft in my selection. And, uh, I was counting on this one to bring in some, some bigger bucks. I was fine with the rotten tomatoes score, but, uh, the bucks weren't, weren't quite there but uh, i think you're right brian i think this was i don't know just a little too much for the adults and i don't know as for the kids or who's this really marketing to because it's not a movie a ton of adults are going to run out to see by themselves but that's all the marketing like on talk shows and stuff seemed to be by that um instead of just making sure every kid definitely wanted to see this i think weather played into it too we had a really nasty week last week i don't think I think that always affects the box office some, but 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 not all. We'll see what kind of legs this has. But as a movie, it it certainly works. I you know I I found myself chuckling at a lot of it because it's kind of made for a nerd like me. But uh, but as a whole and kind of a, a you know the story uh, story driven is something like Pixar can be. It's definitely a disappointment on that end, and it kind of seems like just a a group of animated sketches as opposed to to something really cohesive. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh it's definitely um I don't know, a good it, it Brian from your perspective, like mm-hmm. you know, there's it could be a lot worse like for oh, yeah. you oh, like yeah. you picked your battles, yeah. like this is a definitely a win. 
Um, when I went in to see this, um, this trailer for this movie, Ugly Dolls, came. Did you see that trailer? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Can't wait. He's going to be Can't really wait. into Ugly Dolls. He's no, gonna be, I think yeah, I'll be able is. to avoid that. No, he's God. dropping Black Panther and Star Wars and Spider-Man, <laughs> and he's only going to be in All in on Ugly Dolls. dolls and cool, trolls. Cool, Yeah. He and Minions. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves Minions, Can't Everybody. Yeah. Except for you, Bazinga. Um... Yeah, dude. No, this is a this is not even a pick your battle one. Like this is whatever this is as far as a grade compared to the Lego movie from 2014. It's it is going to be totally fine and enjoyable and not in any way one of those. Oh, please, God, don't make me watch this again. Like I feel with yeah. Despicable Me or some of the various other movies that he's just like, uh, that he's into. And you're just like, Oh gosh, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do it today. And you, you know, lose your mind, but he watches, he watches Lego movie a lot. He loves, uh, Lego Batman and, uh, you Lego Ninjago. He, he, he watches quite a bit too. So, and there's a ton of, especially Ninjago, um, shows or short movies and stuff on Netflix. So I'm, I, again, it, it, it took me by surprise. Richard and I were talking about this over the weekend. Because I was commiserating with him a little bit on the the box office number, because I I shocked, I did not see that see that coming, and I'm not sure exactly what the what the issue is with with it. But no, dude, it's, it's this is this is a good movie. It's just not um a great movie. Which, by the way, is partly why you know we we don't talk about a ton of animated movies here because they tend to be we've learned because they tend to be difficult to talk about as compared to other films we have another one coming up at the end of the month how to train your dragon uh hidden world or whatever that we kind of make time for the the big pixar movies and the biggest of of uh non-pixar animated films because they are usually have a little more substance to them and they're easier to talk about and this one kind of falls a little closer to the the median line of like it was fine it was a kids movie it was enjoyable um, there are some really, there are some standout moments, but it's not, a, it's a little harder to, to talk about, to review than whatever Coco, you know, or, or, uh, Toy Story 4 or something like that. And that, that I think speaks to the, the uh, kind of drop in quality from, from the first one to, to this one. Yeah, it, um, did fit the template. I did like the opening scene of, um, Emmett is in this Mad Max Fury Road world now. What they call mm-hmm. it, Apocalypseburg. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apocalypseburg, and it's kind of mirroring the uh, opening scene of the first Lego Movie of him singing "Everything Is Awesome," but he's like got it in his headphones and he's trying to like tell himself that everything's awesome, but everything's not awesome. I liked mm-hmm. that. Um, I liked the. Um, Queen, what's her, what's her name? The Tiffany Haydish Queen, character. I like that. I Queen, thought that was, whatever I thought that was wannabe. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I was that. clever to have you. like a shape shifting mm-hmm. character that could be anything because of the, I don't know the it, unlimited power of Legos, right? <laughs> um, sure. Rex Danger Vest. What did we think about that whole? That's the main plot i guess is Emmett battling with his future self yeah 
his future self. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's maybe the, that's the problem with the movie like that. Um, storyline which becomes a pretty dominant storyline. I think he's fun as a side character, like having the Raptors run his ship and being the very manly man that Emmett is not is funny and it works pretty well and then it's it's a it's a lot put on a character that maybe isn't worth that much weight, if that makes sense. It's just kind of the reveal on him and how that all plays out, it's just kind of eh, okay. It was fine. But that's and it's a little bit heavy for kids too. So that a lot of times the, the um, a lot of times these animated movies kind of get stuck between this is what Pixar. I, I probably said this before Pixar. One of the things they do best of all is they create a story that kids can understand and follow and enjoy and appreciate. But also there's like a side story that works really well for and a moral and an element that works really well mm-hmm. for the adults. In addition to like little bits of humor that's geared more towards the parents and, and stuff like that. And what happens with a lot of animated films is they either, you know, minions plays exclusively to the kids. They are very, minions is very aware that, 90% of its target audience are between the ages of three and nine. You know and what? That's what they're going to play the, to. And uh, a bunch of weirdos that have tattoos. Yeah. You know, the, kind of it's so much in, I didn't mention this in the minions review, by the way, I love people the people mad, that were yeah. really mad that I didn't like <laughs> talk about the movie. It's not worth talking Pe- about. People are demanding. A, a, a yeah. They really want to know like how it is as a film. Like it's, not worth talking about as a film. I, it's a bit. I'm sorry. I did. It's. A, I did a bit. Some people don't understand bits, but uh, something I didn't mention in that is that it's so kid heavy that their their compromise is let's just do the soundtrack all Rolling Stones and Beatles and like you know old school oldies songs that the only the you know the adults will know. Like that's the only thing. The only kind of adult related, this one's for you guys, you know, thing about the minions. And this has a lot that I, I actually laughed out loud in this. I thought it was hilarious. The Bruce Willis bit killed me. Same when, here. Yeah. And he was like, funny. I definitely don't live up here. I definitely have my own. <laughs> you know, like that was like, I was just thinking of, uh, of that. I was like, Oh yeah, he definitely lives. Here. I definitely don't live up here. <laughs> I, I I thought that was uh, the best bit of the movie, but um, this kind of serves as a sequel to Lego Movie and the Lego Batman movie in a way. Yeah, very mm-hmm. Batman heavy. Yeah, made Batman Shane happy for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it it, it did, and I think that's maybe that's because Lego Batman became was such a hit, like that was a big play, and I don't know that they expected that one to be such a big hit either. So. You're kind of wrapping both both uh, both movies into one here, and that's fine. It's it's fine. You, you know, there's there were plenty of moments that I laughed at that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the whole thing. I thought it was very it was a delightful little film. Um, but I didn't. A friend of mine texted me afterwards. He took his kids to see, it and he was like, "I just didn't. I didn't really get it that much. I didn't enjoy it as much as the other one. There wasn't anything that really jumped out at me." And I started to be like, "Oh man, I know I laughed plenty of times and was really enjoying some of the bits and stuff, but I couldn't 
beyond the Raptor thing and the Bruce Willis thing, I couldn't think of any of them. And I'd seen the movie maybe 12 hours previously, you know, and just like, yeah, well, that was that. Well, I guess you're right. There isn't really a lot that jumps out as a, a kind of memorable, memorable sequence or a memorable line or a bit or anything like that, that makes that, I don't know, carries through, um, kind of the, the B story that is sort of sloggy at some points. And that's that you don't want in a kid's movie. You don't want a sloggy, um, storyline. Yeah. There was a little bit, there was way more. I felt like surprises in the first movie, you know, Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. characters were showing up that you're like, Oh my God, what? You know, and celebrity cameos and, and more, like you said, more iconic scenes and, I like I can't blame this on lack of innovation or enthusiasm for the project because they spent five years working on this movie, but at the same time, um, like, are you buying in? Are you buying your Lego movie stock after this? You know, does this do anything to make you do that other than giving you more of the same? You know, like, did this mm-hmm. have to be better? Or did, or could could you just make the the first one again and everybody's everybody's happy? Like I don't know if it's a disappointment is what I'm saying for this to be what we got before, but a little less. You know, like when are when are sequels ever better than the than the first one? In very rare instances, especially in animated movies too. But, sure, uh, but yeah, I I I feel your sentiment. I totally do. Um, it felt way more ADD than the first one did. Way less focused, like I mentioned off the top. Um, way more one-liners, way cheaper humor. Um, but the animation was fantastic. I think from an animation perspective, it knocked it out of the park. Um, I did really enjoy the back and forth of the live action stuff. I do think that's clever and innovative. Um, but should we hit spoilers right now mm. before we yeah. talk about the end? Let's, let's, uh, hit spoilers now for Lego movie. The second part, um, Okay, spoilers coming up. So moral of the first story is, or the first movie is, dads, let your kids play with the toys too, okay? All right? (laughs) This one is, kids, get along with your sister. Okay? (laughs) Let let your little sister play. Okay? That's, that's, isn't that the the moral? Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, siblings matter. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one kind of coming, um, like right at the beginning where the, uh, uh, I don't know, the baby toys like attack, you know? The Duplo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could kind of see where they were going with the, uh, with the end, but I liked Maya Rudolph stepping on the Legos, but that was fine. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very home alone sort of moment for sure. For sure. I, uh. Surprised it took him that long to make that joke, honestly. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, like, I think she's like, uh, worse than pregnancy, close to pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, she was a fun stand in. I always, I always love seeing her. It was kind of weird having Will Ferrell just scream from off screen the whole time. Yeah, what was that, that about? Was I guess odd. they couldn't get him and they're like, I we guess, because he's get a voiceover got so many things to do. Got to right do now, Holmes and Watson too, or, uh, we're in, maybe, maybe in maybe in a bad place. For, hey, he's uh, got a skiing movie coming out with JLD. There this we is go. My hope. 
All right. Well, I mean, hopefully okay. JLD, if anyone can save Will's mm-hmm. down streak mm-hmm. right now. Will Smith should do one with her, too. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm back in on the Will Ferrell bandwagon. Yeah, Kate, you, you said it. it kind of I felt like maybe they called their shot a little early with the break out of Lego world and into the real world. Yeah. That was they and, did that very then, early. Yeah, it came too early and then kept kind of going back to it. It just it, it didn't have quite the same payoff that the first and it couldn't. It to be fair, it couldn't. There's no way because we know now, having seen the first movie, that this that Lego World exists in the basement of Will Ferrell, you know? So it's but I don't know that you should have uh I don't know that you should have gone back to the well so quickly and so often and get to a point where you're just kind of eh, by the time it actually uh comes to fruition, I guess. It feels like a and I know Lord Miller are at the helm here, but this one felt just like a Lonely Island production, did it not? From start <laughs> to finish. It just had their tone. And I know they did the lo- the uh, Everything is Awesome song in the original movie, but it just felt their influence on this way more than I expected to. Like, I, it really honestly felt like it. Uh, Yorma and Andy Samberg production. Yeah, it was more so. And I, I thought parody, the songs were... More parody than, like, mm-hmm. trying to trying to tell a story or be its own thing. I don't know. This one knew what it was and it's like making fun of itself and making, it's way more, it's, I don't know. It's almost a parody of the first Lego movie. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, Well, it's, it's, well, Marvel won't call us back and all these things that they're throwing out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. A little too meta. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it was as the movie was going, I was, I felt like, man, this feels more like trolls than it does. Like, Lego movie because my kid loves trolls. So I've seen trolls 150 times. And then looking at uh, afterwards, I was looking, you know, through IMDb and the director of this movie was the director of trolls. So I was like, Oh, okay. That kind of, Oh, that makes sense. And the Justin Timberlake, uh, lonely Island connection also kind of makes some sense too. So yeah, I think, I just think it had a different, it was like a sort of a, a different, spirit maybe than the first lego movie but then done in a lego movie fashion so yeah it, there was just, just it just maybe was missing a little bit of the inspiration honestly, or yeah i mean maybe it was just missing some lord and miller i mean sometimes we that's all it comes down to creed versus creed 2 what's the difference between those two movies honestly is that ryan cooler is a great director and uh gosh the guy now i'm blanking on on the creed 2 director's name but he's he's fine he's good but he's not ryan coogler and i think that movie as much as i enjoyed creed 2 was missing ryan coogler that might be the thing here they they wrote it they didn't direct it and that's sometimes that can be the difference and and i think lord and miller are incredibly talented we've seen that we're they're incredibly talented smart funny individuals and that may just be part of the, that, that may be the whole deal that it just wasn't quite clicking the same way because they weren't running the show. Stephen Capel Jr. is his name. Creepy. There it is. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know what? Honestly, didn't expect this at all, but my favorite part of this movie was the musical numbers. I thought I loved the songs with mm. Tiffany Haydish. I thought those were great. I thought the one yeah. of her singing about Batman or I'm not in love with a guy from Gotham was was really good. Um, the song 
this song gets stuck inside of your head is was really funny sequence too. So those the, those sequences I probably liked the most out of this whole thing was the the end credit making, song was great. So yeah, and then really just funny. them making fun of like I don't I think there's a moment where they're like, oh no, is this going to be a musical? You know, like saying that, and mm-hmm. it ended up working to in its advantage. I think I think it really did benefit this. And I don't know what I would have thought had we not had those moments, but uh, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. did, and they were good. They paid off. Yeah, and that's very trollsy. Just I mean, that, like that's the driving force behind trolls as well is the the music. So yeah, and I love the uh, everything's not awesome song at the <laughs> end too. <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to do full reviews of these because it is animation. Uh, the production de- design and animation was off the charts. It was great. Um, I don't know if it was better than the first time around, but the aesthetic is certainly the same. I think I was just so blown away by it the first time, just the attention to detail that it's a little harder to be blown away by it this time. But, um, yeah, really good stuff. Lord and Miller, they're on a roll. Uh, I mean, they followed into the spider verse up with this in like two months time. It's not bad, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but they've got a lot on their plate. I'm sure in the future, um, I, I would imagine a third one of these will come out. Yeah, I think they. Uh, they we'll I think see. they just kind of retool it and come back with more. Uh, Lego Ninjago didn't make very much money either, so their last two. But I think they expected it not to make as much money. So did the Lego Batman movie make more than this opening weekend? It made like twenty five yes. or thirty, didn't it? Let me look that up. Opening weekend for Lego Batman was fifty three. Wow, so, that was way yeah, more. Than crushed. I thought. Crush that. Yeah. Wow. I did not expect that. It made that. 300 overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I probably liked Lego Batman more than this one. Yeah. Just I Michael Sarah was so gold in that, too. <laughs> um, yes. By the way, I rewatched um, This Is the End this weekend for probably the first time since we did the review of it. Michael De- Sarah steals that, man. He's that so, is, so funny. That is one of the funniest movies. I swear, I, I it's it's probably way better than I gave it credit for at the time. Uh, I was just dying. So was, <laughs> Craig Robinson has a towel on, like a white towel, like draped over his shoulder the whole movie, and it's never mentioned. <laughs> and then you're like running through the apocalypse, and he's just like wearing this towel. <laughs> it just kills me. I don't know why, but um, that that's a side recommend. But um, yeah, I felt the. Uh, Felt the Michael Sarah absence in this one for sure. But this one had Jonah Hill. This one had Channing Tatum. Will Forte was in this one as Abraham Lincoln. Uh, so that was good. But yeah, definitely didn't have the star power of the first. I'm going to grade this one out. You guys got anything Anything to wrap this up with? No. Nope. No, I think, I think we've covered it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give this an A-. minus, Just slightly below what I had for the original one, which was an A, I believe. So. A minus. Good, yeah, that's where I'm at as well. I it it feels like one of those where we've harped on the the negatives, but really it's it's due much more so just to how great that first one is. I mean that that was I think Lego Movie was in my top ten movies of the year for for 2014, or if it wasn't, it was very close. And uh, so it's that's just a really really good animated movie that i've seen a hundred times now so 
this is just a little lesser than that is all it comes down to. But I, 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 if you have kids, especially, I would highly encourage anybody with kids to get out and see this one. It's, it's a blast. And you will, uh, if nothing else, you will enjoy the hour and a half of, of, uh, being left alone to let hear something. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very good. So I'll go, I'll go a minus Richard. How about you? I'm going to go with a B plus for it. Slightly below you guys, but, uh, still the same range. Still, still enjoyable. All right. Good, good, good. The second part is playing near you. I don't know why they called it that still, but I guess because <laughs> Legos have parts or something. I don't know. But, I think it's just like a punny title. Like now, now the second part of this story, like again with the meta over overly meta. Uh, <laughs> I would have thought they would have been like another Lego movie or, you know, something even more <laughs> sure that direction. Um, okay. Let's move on. Hit that recommend. Weekly recommends. Okay, be good. I'm going to recommend a, I don't know, I guess a, a special, a comedy special from Netflix that I watched last night. Uh, Ray Romano, I'm trying to get the title right. Ray Romano right here around the corner is what it's called. It's like an hour long. And it's him uh, doing the doing a a short set, a walk in set at the comedy cellar, and then walking around the corner and doing another set at uh, Richard. What's the? Do you know what's the other club uh, that's right there that's owned by them? Yeah, I the uh, John Lovitz Comedy Club. <laughs> the Brad Garrett <laughs> yeah, Comedy yeah. Club. It's the Brad Garrett Comedy Club. We'll just call it Perfect. that. Perfect. So he does a he does a set. He does a walk in set. Not Caroline. No, no, I can't remember. It's, Regardless, it's yeah. it'll just watch it. It's it's an hour long. It's it's very uh, concise, fun. To, yeah, he does a walk-in set at the comedy club, and then literally the the camera. There's no cut, or at least it makes it look like there's no cut. The camera follows him out of the club, and he walks around the corner and steps on stage to do the second set at uh, at a, another club that's that's uh, right there. And uh, look, it's it's fun. Like the, the sets aren't. It's they're not a plus sets and. I think he says himself that he hasn't done a comedy set in, in like 23 years or something. And uh, you can kind of tell that like it's a little the comedy is a little old fashioned and, and he's a little rusty, especially in the, the first half of, of the set. But um, but I love Ray more as just like a guy probably than I do just his actual comedy, if that makes sense. Like he just I don't know. He's always been somebody that I just think is a is a. Uh, a kind of fun in a curmudgeonly sort of way and kind of guy. And he has a couple of jokes that are a plus jokes like Adam Sandler special type (laughs) jokes that play really well. So I think you guys would like it. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners would too. And like I said, it's less than an hour long and it's uh, more than anything. I just think it's a cool, uh, it's a cool setup and the, the, the conceit of, of doing a a 20 minute set here and then walking around the corner and doing a 20 minute set there is pretty cool. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So check that out again. It's, it's Ray Romano right around the corner, right here around the corner. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they need to bring back everybody loves Raymond and saying it. (laughs) Yeah, but we wouldn't have the parents now, which we wouldn't key to RIP. That's the tough part. Doris Roberts. Yep. Yeah, so that would be. I don't think you could do it without that. Raymond, Raymond, Brad Garrett. Hey man, Brad Garrett was great on that show. He was. He was. That show gets unfairly lumped into yes. the CBS comedy block, and 
whatever. If you like the CBS comedy block, that's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. But that's, it is certainly of a higher quality than. For sure. I mean, uh, and Peter a much Boyle, Thor Roberts yeah. are great. Than those were. He's, and he's great. So I think you guys would dig it. It's a, it's a fun, it's fun to see him, um, out of the sitcom element, but still kind of, I mean, because that show is just him, you know, it still is, it's like a familiarity, but with, um, a little more, uh, a little, a little edgier jokes. Not like he's, you know, really edgy, but you know what I mean? A little, a little, a little more fun to it. A little, little, a little more edge to it. But. We have, uh, David Letterman to think, uh, to thank for bringing, yeah, yeah. Oh, roll my pants, bro. Yeah. yeah. Bringing uh, Raymond into our households. Okay, um, I'm going to recommend a TV series that I believe it's over, but I'm just now getting to it. Um, Escape at Danamora. Have you guys watched this yet? I haven't. I don't have. Uh, I don't have Showtime, but okay. I've, I've heard great things. It's about on. This uh, it's on the Showtime. Um, it stars Patricia Arquette, Paul Dano, and um, Benicio del Toro. And it's directed by uh, Ben Stiller, and it's the it's kind of a true story of a of a pr- prison escape, essentially. Mm. And uh, Paul Dano and Del Toro are in prison, and and Patricia Arquette works the prison, and and David Morse is also in it, and he plays one of the like security guards at the prison, and it's just kind of how that all, all unfolds. And if you like Shawshank Redemption or heist type movies or anything like that, you'll really enjoy this. And it's got. Uh, Patricia Arquette won the uh, Golden Globe for her role in it, and well-deserved. She's unbelievable in it. Really, really good. And it's really cinematic, really good, um, really well shot, and uh, definitely worth your time if you can if you can seek it out. It's a little mini-series. Nice. I think it's about eight, eight nice. episodes. You guys will definitely be into it, but uh, it's, it might it's, might be worth an episode like on the VIP just to kind of talk about the case and, you know, the fallout of that and just um, – the acting is great, and I think you guys will be totally into it. So um, if you have a way of watching it, um, I suggest doing that. Escape at Danamora is worth your time. And I would nice. love to see a documentary about this, too. If anyone knows of one, let me know, and I would love to do that. So check that out. And uh, good good work by Mr. Stiller, stepping out of his typical comfort zone and bringing us, yeah. bringing us a, some dramatic TV. Good stuff. Nice. Friend of the show. Because yeah. he's a friend of Dirk, and Dirk's a friend of the of show, obviously. Yeah, obviously. What about the, what you got, Richard? Yeah, mine's a TV show too. I've come out of TV retirement shortly. Whoa. Just Whoa. picking my spots, doing like doing the. I'm not touring anymore, but I'll I'll do a uh, residency when mm-hmm. I need to. Like uh, and I I made fun of everyone for acting like this show was a big deal when it wasn't. I stand by that, but uh, I've enjoyed the su- succession. So I'm in. I'm plowing my way through those on on uh, HBO Secession, and uh, it's it's really good and way funnier than I expected, and smart, and all all the things you would want. And Brian Cox is an awesome actor, and I always forget, and then I'm reminded of how good he is. And so <laughs> I highly recommend it. Brian, did you ever watch any of it? No, because I don't okay. work for the Ringer, so yeah, I've never. Fair. Did you get a new job? I didn't know. That's cool. Yeah, really, I'm glad. Are you bringing us with you, or just no. leaving us? Okay. No. Even you for me and Verno are going to do a show every day <laughs> about the Pacers, though. We're just yeah. going to both abandon your teams and mm-hmm. pick a pick a new one. Cool, yep. cool, cool. That was a- yeah, maybe this summer I'll watch this. I guess I do love Brian Cox. He's awesome. So it was a funny bit. Uh, 
No, Macaulay Culkin said about that. Remember during the Globes, he was like, "Yeah, wait, my brother's <laughs> nominated. What the hell is Succession?" It's <laughs> <laughs> great. At or O'Malley for sure, for sure. Macaulay oh, yeah. Culkin. Oh yeah, probably closer to O'Malley, but his brothers are mm. closer to ATs than he is. Oddly, weird, weird, mm. weird times. All right, um, good stuff. Good recommends. Good talk on Lego. And, of course, movie news always gets it lit. <laughs> but we are doing a, 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 an AMA, an Ask Ooh. Us Anything, with our VIPs. So VIPs, stay tuned this week. We are answering your questions that you've submitted to us in the VIP, and we're going to do that exclusively for those people. So if you want to ask us questions, have them answered on the show, things like that, join us for a dollar a week over in the VIP. That's a dollar a week for an episode a week, sometimes two, sometimes three, and then plus other fun bonus content, prizes, giveaways, um, inclusion in the show, input on the show, and much, much more. So check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and uh, the old Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Richard Barden. You can review the show on iTunes because that helps us with things. And the last couple of reviews we got are a couple of grumpy Gusses. So we need some <laughs> five-star good new reviews uh, to, to keep things rocking over there on the iTunes. So if you've never done that, do so. Kent, where can I find you? Yes, and just to forward... Uh, uh, you guys on iTunes from Richard, I will read the next five-star review on the show. Starting oh. today, it's February 11th. It has to be February 11th or later, and I'll mm-hmm. read it. So that's the requirement, and we'll shout you out if you leave us five stars on iTunes. So we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. So thank you for subscribing. You can find me at KentGarrison.com on Twitter, at KentGarrison and Instagram as well. And uh, find us online at aboutmoviespodcast.com. Every week we post new content, blogs, sign up for the newsletter, and uh, join us again next week. We're talking Alita, Battle Angel. So it should be fun. Finally. All right. Gosh. Until then, we'll see y'all at the cinema. Thanks. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.